Broadcasting live, weekday morning, this is listener-supported One Radio Network. Well, very pleasant uh, good morning to you. Welcome to our second show of uh, this 13th of June 14th. 14th? Yeah, June 14th, 2023. And uh, we'll spend a little time. I, I just thought it'd be good if we could do a big picture thing on the financial world um, for... Uh, we have a lot of new folks and just even those of you that have been around now and to help to help you have a I'm no expert at, with, at this but I think I have a, a good enough uh, understanding of it that I can say it in simple terms because the way I learn things is when people talk to me like I'm a young child or a golden retriever as Dr. Cowan did this morning about, I mean, one wonderful show and uh, with Cowan, and that show will be on One Radio Network on this uh, Wednesday, and then also up on BitChute today as well. But um, this um, this this segment that we're going to do here, maybe an hour or so, um, on money, is all in my opinion. Um, I'm no expert at this, but I had the good graces to meet Andrew Goss, a currency historian, in 93. We began doing radio shows in the late 90s. And then in 2008, we began doing weekly shows here on One Radio Network for two hours. So I had quite an education of, what, 12, 13 years, two hours a week with Andrew Goss understanding the monetary system. So I have a good enough understanding of it, I think, to help just give you big picture because that's all you really need. I mean, you can you can get nitty-gritty and dig in and as deep as you want, uh, but sometimes I think just having a big picture kind of thing helps you to make better decisions moving forward in 2023 and 24 and try to have a, a little more enlightened idea of how to protect yourself and what could happen and what couldn't happen. Because anything can happen, I have no idea. As Andrew used to say, uh, making predictions is difficult, especially when it involves the future. And if you would like to join the show today, email is the only way to go right now, patrick at oneradionetwork.com. All the questions, if I say something that doesn't make sense, which I do a lot, just email me and I can help explain it to you. So, big picture here. It's important to understand that, the, and we'll call them Dollar Inc., the people that control the dollar, they are essentially, in one way or another, controlling the world. The dollar is the world's reserve currency. And that's just, Virtually 90% of all stuff out there is done in dollars. I mean, people buying stuff in Bangladesh or whatever. And, you know, there's a lot of local currencies, but pretty much the dollar is just the mother load. And everything is, most everything is done in dollars. There are more people or countries trying to get off of the dollar um, bandwagon. Saudi Arabia, Iraq. Uh, Iraq is just using only dinar right now. 
no doubt, no dollar. So there's a lot of countries doing that. This is called de-dollarization. So this is going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of changes because of that. Because once the dollar loses more and more juice around the world, which it will, um, in my opinion, then the dollar is going to begin to get lower in value, right? And then the price of real goods and services that require dollars will go up in value. And generally, that's just gold and silver. That's the only real money. So you can probably count. I'm not doing financial advice, and I'm no expert here, but you can probably count on gold and silver to go up in the next few years, and it could be considerably as more and more dollars are created, and we'll talk about how those are created, and get out into circulation, and that causes more dollars to be chasing after the same amount of goods, then that causes prices to rise, and that's known as inflation. So that's what's going on right now. Inflation is high uh, because the people that make the products feed the cows and feed the pigs and do the meat and whatever, um, get the grain and you know whatever, buy gas for their trucks, and those things go up, and then everybody has to charge more for their product that's just called inflation because the dollar is continually to be diluted by more dollars being printed. Right? And so so the dollar people, they've been having a pretty good run at it for a long time. But as you can look at different graphs, you'll see that reserve currencies only go for so long. It used to be the Brit- a British pound you know, for a long time and then the dollar. Uh, back in the Roman days, they had their own gold reserve currency. They controlled the whole thing. So that's the idea that the more, um, the more, uh, the more you can control the reserve currency, then the more you get to control everything. So this is how wars are controlled because they, the bankers, can have so much power in Congress and in geopolitical terms and in, and in oil and gas and everything. So they run all these wars. They're all controlled wars, right? Like Iraq and Syria and this Ukraine thing and all these different wars. And they do it because they're the ones controlling the politicians. And all the politicians, most of them all, have... Uh, sold their soul to the bankers in one way or another by giving them money or doing deals or they, the bankers get uh, you know dirt on the politicians and so they do this whole thing. So after the war, World War II, it was a great idea that Kissinger and the boys came up with uh, Brenton Woods. And this was a little meeting they had in, I think it's in New Hampshire or something like that, called Brenton Woods, and they decided that since we won the war, you know, I guess, I guess, I guess we won, I don't know, we, United States, we get to tell you what to do, and that's just how it works. So they made a deal with Saudi Arabia, and they said, 
as long as you sell your oil for dollars, just do dollars, we won't invade you. Pretty much what they told. We won't attack you. We just, we won't. And we got more planes and bombs than you do. So, and it's really just like, uh, it's just like the mafia does in big cities in New York and how they probably still do today. It's called protection. You know, the mafia would go into the different stores. I don't know if they still do it. I guess they do it on some level. And say, pretty nice place you got here. You give us a hundred bucks a week and we'll make sure that nothing happens. And what they're really saying is, you give us a hundred bucks a week or whatever they can get from a liquor store or whatever, that we won't come in and break all your windows and steal your stuff. This is what they did to Saudi Arabia and, and other places in the Mideast. And so they got the petrodollar. And the petrodollar was a brilliant idea uh, uh, in the 40s, uh, something in that range, because that forced all countries to do what? Have dollars. Because you needed oil, oil, and if you forced Saudi Arabia and other places just to sell their dollar, their oil for dollars, which they did, otherwise they're going to attack you, then the whole thing is just extortion. Then people around the world have to have dollars. And the more people that want dollars, the more people, um, um, the stronger the dollar is because of supply and demand. And because of this, the United States, which is pretty much the center of the dollar crowd, Dollar Inc., they have been able to continually borrow more and more money than what they bring in. I think today, I don't know, you can Google it, I think, is it a trillion and a half or two trillion every year United States Treasury, we the people, are in the red. I think it's a trillion and a half. You might check it out. You might. Somebody might want to um, search that for me. Say how much is the budget. That'd be fun if you wanted to do that. So, because the dollar is a reserve currency by what we've just told you how they've done this, they, the politicians, it's pretty simple if you follow the bouncing ball, they're able to promise you stuff and get elected because they know that all we have to do as a country is create treasury bonds, borrow the money from hedge funds or um, pension funds or private individuals or from other countries like China or from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So that's how the money comes into existence. Some of it is already in existence. So if China buys a treasury bond for a billion dollars, they actually have dollars on hand because everybody deals in dollars. So they'll buy a billion, not a billion, but say a $20 million treasury bond. And that's not inflationary because those dollars were in China at one point and they just moved it to the treasury. And then we pay China back with interest. And today China owns about uh, about a trillion dollars worth of treasury bonds because 
we borrow money from China. And China, you know, they can get 4 or 5% on it, whatever they can get. It's a lot of money on a trillion dollars, right? What is that, 400 million? What is 4% of a trillion? I don't know. So this is how the game is played. And as long as politicians can have more money to spend, and they know they can because they continue to borrow more money, they're happy because they get elected. And, you know, like uh, what the left is doing now, they give people everything they can. You know, they're, they're getting rid of uh, the uh, student loans. You know, they're doing all that stuff, giving people more and more um, charity, whatever they call it, um, you know, food stamps and all these people encouraging them to sit home. And uh, so that's why people vote, uh, you know, most people in this uh, lower income, uh, they vote for Democrats because Democrats are much more um, generous with your money. So that's how they do that. So as long as politicians have uh, no limit on what they can borrow, and they just passed a debt limit thing, so that's going to um, have two years where they can uh, borrow as much as they want. So this inflation thing is not going to go away. So the picture so far, you understand how this is being played? Now, the, the fun thing is, fun, if you're interested in this stuff, Then in the last four or five years, or four or three years, or especially with the, the Biden administration, there's been trillions of dollars borrowed for all kinds of stuff. A lot of it to Ukraine, a lot of it to get rid of the student loans, um, all kinds of stuff. Just more, borrowing more and more money. Now, the real, one of the secrets is not really a secret, we've talked about it for years, but it's good to know is that the government, as people think, does not print the money. The banks print the money. So the Federal Reserve Bank of New York prints money on a computer and buys treasury bonds. The Federal Reserve Bank of New York, I could go on there and look at their balance sheet, and you can look at it. You can just type in, you can learn how to do this, H41 release. H41 release. Google will take you right to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. You can look at their books. Not really look at their books, but you can look at their balance sheet. And you look at the latest one, which is June 8th, click on June 8th, and there you have it. So the Federal, Federal Reserve Bank of New York has $8,352,000,000,000 on their balance sheet. Now where did this come from? This comes from the Federal Reserve Bank of New York exchanges dollars that they create on a computer, simple as that, with people 
that have debt, and they'll buy it from them. So for example, you look right here in the first column, the United States Treasury Securities, the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, owns $5 trillion. $5 trillion of United States debt. And they, I wanted to get to the calculator, I want to see how this works. So they, they get paid, I'll figure out the interest, just a, a rough estimate, here it is. So let's say five trillion. This, how many, how many zeros in a trillion? We got mm, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, five thousand million billion trillion. Yeah, you have twelve zeros for trillion. So Federal Reserve Bank of New York has five trillion dollars on their balance sheet of United States Treasuries. We the people owe this money to the to the Federal Reserve Bank. And let's just say maybe there's an average, I don't know, three percent. I'm just guessing here. But let's go times point oh three percent. Where's the percent key? Oh here it is. Equals. Oh, it says an error. Okay. Well, I'll figure that out as we go. So I can keep talking here. So we pay the the interest on this debt to hedge funds, to pension funds, to private individuals, to the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, to the tune of maybe $35 trillion a year. Thirty-five. Trillion. I'm going to get back to this calculator. Let's do 35 trillion. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Oh, I got too many. Three, six, nine, twelve. Where is the percentage sign? I wonder what I did wrong there. I'm just going to. Point oh three. I'm just going to point oh three. Let's just say, let's just say, it's, for the thirty-five trillion, probably closer to point oh five percent. Oh, so five percent would be. Um, over a trillion dollars in interest. So currently, we the people, the treasury, has to take over a trillion dollars, some people think it's up to 1.5 trillion, and it's difficult to know the exact number because all of these different treasury bonds that we've sold over the last years, they all have a different interest rate maybe one at two percent, one at three, they're going more now four percent, so they have a different interest. So to know the exact amount of interest we pay, you gotta dig into the books and they don't want you to know that. But it's let's just call it a trillion dollars. So right now we, the people, 
are paying a trillion dollars minimum, but we're just being trillion, just to be kind, in interest on the debt that we have. So all of the taxes come in, about four trillion, three and a half trillion. You have to take a trillion and a half or so right off the top to pay interest on the money we owe, a trillion and a half for, for Social Security and Medicare because they stole all that money. And you can see then you do a trillion for um, um, the Defense Department, right? So you can see there's not a lot left to build roads and bridges and stuff. So that's why they there are a couple trillion in the hole. So you see how we've gotten to the situation. The numbers are really quite big, but it's easy to follow how we got into the situation that we are in. So our tax dollars, you and I go to work, what we call work, and we pay income taxes every year. And this goes to paying all this stuff, including the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, who created the dollars on a computer, and this is owned by the banks. So as Andrew taught us, and we know that people think the government prints the money, but the banks print the money. The Federal Reserve Bank prints the money for the treasuries. So we, our taxpayers are going to J.P. Morgan Chase, Citibank, HSBC, Goldman Sachs, um, all the big banks. These are the people that own the Federal Reserve Bank of New York. So this is the modern money mechanics and how it works. So you might say, well, that's crazy. Why, why do we borrow money from banks who create the money on a computer? Why don't we just create the dollars and put it into circulation and pay Social Security and Medicare and, and buy bombs with money that we create? What do we need to go to the banks for? And the, the truth is we don't. But back in 1913, a bunch of the bankers got together and um, you can read the book The Creature from Jekyll Island and that book was taken from uh, the the substantive work of Eustace Mullins called the Federal Reserve. So the guy who wrote whatever, what's his name? Creature, of, Creature from Jekyll Island. He just copied all of Eustace Mullins' work. But it's a good book. So you could read that and understand. So they got together in 1913 and at Jekyll Island and the bankers, oh, the big boys, the Warburgs and J.P. Morgan and the boys, and they, they came up with this great idea. Let's just do a central bank that we'll own, we'll create the money, and we'll be the central bank for the United States, and they can borrow from us if they go short dollars. That'll be good. And this is what they did. And they had all of the politicians in their back pocket, and they did this vote on, I believe it was Christmas Eve in 1913, and uh, they passed the Federal Reserve Act. And it was a uh, forever corporation, and that's how it works today. That's how it works. Few people know this. Uh, that's why we did shows with Andrew for, for years, and I wrote a screenplay called The Real World of Money, and uh, all um, dedicated to Andrew Goss, because he taught me all this stuff. 
and it's about a, a president who gets elected because his father made a deal with the boys, the boys, the money boys. But the White Hats, the good guys, and there's some out there, they put in a vice president to encourage the president to take over the Fed. And so that's what this story is about. So he just sends in the army and takes over the Fed and starts to print uh, dollars out of treasury and they try to kill him and kidnap his, his, uh, his girlfriend. And it's a good story. And that's the only really way, in my opinion, why we wrote the screenplay, because that's the only way this will ever change. It would take a president to go in and just take over the Fed, because that's the only way you could do it. Because they, they own it all, they have all the money, and there's, you, you can never get the Federal Reserve Charter to be overturned. It's just not going to happen. Not going to happen. Because they're so uh, you know, intertwined in the monetary system, the dollar ink boys. It's just not going to happen. So that's just the start of it. Does that give you an idea of how this thing is working and why we'll never get out of it? And, and how you can understand that this debt will never be paid off? Never possible? Because you're spending a trillion or a trillion and a half right now, just to pay interest on the $35 trillion. Now, I know if you go on and look at the national debt clock, they'll tell you it's $31 trillion. That's a lie. So bogus. No, it's been $31 trillion for five years. And they got this thing spinning like it's counting all the debt. I don't know what it is, but it's not $31 trillion. Probably thirty five. So again, at 5% average, if it's 5, 5 times 35 is, is what? I can do it in my head, but this is quicker. It, well, that's 1.75 trillion. I don't think it's that much. It must be much lower than 5%. Yeah, it's probably it. Franciszewski says it's up to a a trillion and a half. I don't think it's that much, but there's no way to know unless you really dig into the books and who wants to do that. And you can't even get to most of it. So let's do a little commercial here and uh, um, pay, pay some bills and then we're going to continue. If you have any questions about this, don't be shy. Uh, once again, this is all just my opinion. Uh, I'm pretty close, but I could have some of it wrong. So don't, you know, don't go crazy and go on social media and think I'm crazy because I don't want, you know, don't, don't do that. Just just, um, just chill out and know that I'm just trying to help you any way I can to get a little idea. This is on sale right now, uh, 15% off. Before I start my work day, I like to get my workout in. It makes me much more effective throughout the rest of the day. Now, one of my favorite supplements to use in conjunction with my training is Sir Thrival's Elk Antler. These are sustainably and humanely harvested from U.S. free-range animals. Now, what's interesting about elk 
deer, moose, all these animals we call the cervids. So they're the only mammals who have an organ that actually falls off and regenerates every year. These elk antlers grow out in just a matter of a couple of months. In order to grow like that, they need growth factors, steroidal compounds that cause that rapid growth. Those can actually be harvested, freeze-dried, and put into solution that you can actually utilize in your own body. Now there's been a back and forth history with this being banned for doping in professional athletics. Currently, it is legal, except that it is really rich in IGF-1, which is a banned substance. Now, of course, this is a natural substance. This is not a steroid. But when you look at natural substances, you won't find anything more powerful than elk antler for recovery, for lean muscle growth and maintenance, for metabolic enhancement, and for recovery after injuries and surgery. This is incredible stuff. If you're looking for a natural supplement that boosts your metabolism, helps you grow lean body mass, burns fat, increases libido and energy levels, and helps your body regenerate from your workouts or from injuries or surgeries, take a look at Survival's Elk Antler. Uh, this is a great product. Let me get this thing out of my ear. <laughs> this rubber thing gets stuck in my ear sometimes. I get it out of here. Man. I have to get a better way with this. I'm just driving it down there deeper. That's not good. I'll get it. I'll get a tweezer. I'll just do it like this. Crazy. I'll do it like this. I'll figure it out. This is elk velvet antler. Now all of the boy kind of things, the boysy things, are um, on sale. So we have elk velvet antler. We have pine pollen. Cholesterol, uh, cholesterol, colostrum, and there's a sale because it's a Father's Day sale, and most 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 fathers of day are boys. Of course, these days, you know, you get in trouble if you say it any other different way. But um, they are fathers, men, and men's health, fifteen percent, fifteen percent off using Adapt fifteen as your promo code. Adapt15 as your promo code. <clears throat> we have shipped two saunas in the last three days, one to the Netherlands and one to Australia. Yeah, we ship all over the world. So if you like a, uh, um, if you like a sauna, no matter where you live, all you have to do is email me and I can give you, baby, I tell you what, I'll give you the best price ever. One thousand two hundred and one thousand two hundred ninety-five. Is that what it is? Yeah, one thousand two ninety-five, and that's to any place in the United States. Now, if you live outside the United States, uh, just uh, email me, tell me your city, your country, and we'll give you the delivered price. Okay, so we'll give you the delivered price, and that'll be good, and we'll get it to you. One thousand two ninety five for United States, and I think it was three hundred dollars extra to the Netherlands. So it's not a great deal more, and um, you get the plug, of course, and the voltage for the country wherever you live. So let me know the way to do that. Patrick at one radio network dot com. Patrick at one 
radionetwork.com for the uh, sauna. I got kind of confused because I got this thing in my ear. <laughs> we were talking about the sauna, right? Whew. Sorry. Yeah, I just got totally lost my my state of consciousness there. But the sauna is 1295. We sell a lot of those. Here's a little thing, and you can try our sulfur if that floats your boat here. Previously with chemist, biologist, and nutritionist George Altgelt, we asked him this. And so what do you think about Dr. Seneff's contention that as these glyphosates are in the soil, they bust the sulfur cycle, and that's really detrimental to the body? It's extremely detrimental. Uh, sulfur is such an important detoxifying agent for the entire body and especially for the liver. You've got to have trace minerals so that the liver can build these compounds that are essential for getting itself cleaned. And that lady who was talking about sulfur, mm-hmm. man, play that ad every chance you get because our foods are so deficient in sulfur and it is a big deal for the liver to have enough sulfur to make all those compounds that it uses to detoxify itself. Not just sulfur. They're all important, but sulfur is the one that we're so deficient in, and we need sulfur. Thanks, George. I had some this morning. You? You might want to give it a try. You can click an order right on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. Three locations, three prices delivered. And if you'd like more than four pounds for a discount, email me, Patrick, at OneRadioNetwork.com. Know the Source on One Radio Network. Okay, we're kind of talking about the uh, financial system. I just thought um, yesterday kind of came to me how so many stories are out there, you know, in the last, oh gosh, three, four, five months about, you know, the Great Reset and what they're going to do and who the people are. Uh, I just uh, thought it might be good, uh, good information for a fun to give you the, my best uh, take on how this thing is working and who the players are and where the bodies are buried. And, you know, with the idea that as things really change here in the next few years, and I think they're going to because the system that they've got set up, uh, it's, from a karmic perspective, it's quite interesting spiritually that they're they're just getting to a point where they're getting backed into a corner with the amount of debt, with the amount of inflation because of the money printing, and because more people becoming aware of it, um, and the de-dollarization around the world of more countries seeing how Looney Tunes it is, you know, with the amount of debt that the United States has. And, and they, you know, countries around the world, they know that they just create these dollars. So less and less people are... So it's all coming together like a, a perfect storm, the Bermuda Triangle. And the, the, um, the theory or the contention is by many people, including your host here, that they may need to do something like really kind of weird to um, reset it. And that's what this whole reset idea is about. 
that they may need to do something like different because they can't keep doing this because they can't. Because it's just for all the reasons that we just talked about. So one of the things that most people believe who study this stuff is that they're going to do is a central bank digital currency. And that's a whole, I won't get too much into it, but the idea is it's going to be, uh, instead of the, I don't know how they're going to work it with treasury, but it will be a, a digital dollar and they're going to want to try to suck out all the dollars that are out there by saying you have to get a digital dollar. I don't know how they're going to do it and they're going to try to force people to do this and that. And this will be a way how they can control, try to control you and I by making, forcing us to use digital dollars. And we think that they're going to do it, um, not forcing, but make it a choice because they're going to kind of talk people into the idea that this is cool and it's going to be on your phone and you can get them like that and, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's going to be a lot of people that are going to get into this digital dollar thing because once again, it'll be cool and fast and you'll be able to keep track of it. And and then, when, in our opinion, what they're going to do, they're going to tie in the digital dollar with your behavior. And this is what the 5G thing, in our opinion, is all about, that they needed to launch this whole 5G thing so they can run the whole thing through the air and it'll be one package. I wonder if I lost that little tip down my ear. No, I don't think I did. I think I just lost it here in the studio somewhere. I can't even find it. It's just this rubber thing that was on my on my headphones. So, and this, in our opinion, is where they're going with this thing. And the idea will be that everything will be tied in together, thus the 5G. So if you follow the bouncing ball and look backwards and see that this whole 5G thing was all planned out, was all part and parcel of this digital thing and the way they want to run this whole operation. And they're going to do it in Europe. And in my opinion, what they want to do is, once again, they'll do Europe and Canada, the United States, and then they'll merge it into one. So they always kind of creep up on you, right? And I think that their wet dream, if I can use that term, a little snarky, but their wet dream is to have one digital currency, and they'll probably change it to a name, you know, whatever, an IMF thing, or a digital dollar, or a world dollar, or whatever. And then that's what they want, is to have one source the whole world will want to use these digital dollars. It'll all be tied in and they can control behavior that way. Because it'll be very easy to do. Because see, if you're getting your dollars on your phone, which is what they're going to do, then, and everything is tied into what you do and what, I keep using you because I'm not going to get involved in it, but what we do, I'll just say we. Um, so, And it's all tied in with 
social media as well. So they will be giving people who join up this club um, a social credit score. So if you behave yourself on Facebook and Twitter, all of them, I think Twitter will do it too. Elon Musk is a globalist, you know. He, I don't think he'll stay out of it, but he may. Then if you behave yourself and don't, don't talk about how Ukraine is really a lie and you know how COVID is a lie and all this stuff, then you, they will give you extra dollars for behaving yourself. And then also take away dollars if you misbehave. See, that's the beauty of it, all being on your phone and all being, so they can be able to take dollars away from you if you misbehave. This is what they want. So there's really going to be a, a social credit coupon, not a dollar. It'll be a coupon. And the coupon will be good to buy stuff if you qualify. Now there's some people that are conjecturing that they're actually going to tie it in with your, um, with your blood test. So this will all be, all be tied in together. Beautiful system. And if you're cholesterol is too high or whatever, your A1C is too high, you got a high blood sugar, then you won't be able to buy this or that at a store. I know this seems Orwellian, but in my opinion, this is what they want to do so they can control your behavior. I mean, it's just crazy amazing. So I think that ties into what what's going on with the dollar, with inflation, um, there's more and more countries will go back to uh, the world view or the earth view, because there's no world, there's an earth, um, that more and more countries are getting out of the dollar system because they know it's like crazy land. As I mentioned, um, Brazil, um, South American countries are doing their own digital thing, they're getting out of the dollar. Iraq uh, is out of the dollar now. Saudi Arabia, they're dumping the dollar. They're going to be, they're selling their oil for all kinds of things. Yuan, uh, Russian rubles. So the whole dollar thing, um, you know, it's got a lifespan and it's not going to, it's, it's not going to last for forever, in our opinion. You know, there was a day when if a dictator like Saddam Hussein or Gaddafi just even thought about selling their oil for something other than dollars, they would bust their chops and kill them. This is what they did to Gaddafi through the CIA. This is what they did with uh, Saddam Hussein and they created weapons of mass destruction, remember? That was a lie. And they invaded Iraq, uh, what, 20 years ago, was it? They said they had weapons of mass destruction. They went in there, took over their oil fields, took over everything, and just because Saddam Hussein, he was threatening to sell his oil for something other than dollars. So the whole petrodollar system is, is crashing and burning, um, in our opinion, this is what Russia's about. Russia has got more oil, and not more oil, but more gas and gas, really. 
That thing could be down in my ear. I don't know. I may have to go to an ear guy and get it. I don't even know. Doesn't feel like it, but could be. Crazy. So, um, uh, Russia then and China are teaming up and they have this thing called the BRICS, which is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and um, Brazil. So they're doing their whole thing. They're going to come up with their own currency. Um, they're going to deal with, you know, they're amongst themselves by yuan, and um, mostly it's going to be yuan. So they're, they're just bailing out of the dollar system. So there's a lot of things going on big picture that's going to be affecting what our money is going to look like. And and in my opinion, this is all in the works and it's all going to be coming through in the next year or two. I don't know when, you know, I can't predict when. I don't have any idea. But, you know, we can see it in the works. So just kind of pay attention Stay in tune with us, and we do these shows on Money with Fred and Tom Luongo and other people. I just wanted to kind of give you a simple, simplistic, big picture thing here and why it is important for you to try to understand more of this. You know, it's just a good idea. Okay? Um, Just so you don't get caught with your pants down and get kind of schmoozed into getting involved with this digital currency thing. So, uh, this is one of the reasons why um, we don't think that there's going to be any um, um, forces to lower rising prices. They keep uh, advertising that inflation is going down. But you see, it really can't. It's just made up. Because as long as they're going to continue to borrow more money and create more money at the Fed, inflation can't go down because you just have more dollars chasing the same amount of goods. That's important to understand. So please, I encourage you not to believe anything you hear on the news, any of them, Fox, CNBC, Yahoo, all these places, Wall Street Journal, there's none of them are telling you anything that's accurate with what's going on with them. They just make stuff up. It's just made up. Every bit of it. If you really would like to understand more and get a good foundation in this and not get crazy and, and uh, you know, get all fearful, which we don't want you to do, starting the yawn here, um, is I would just go to oneradionetwork.com and go to shows and you go to the real world of money and there's 13 years worth of shows, audio shows with Andrew Goss. And if you listen to stuff in your car, um, you can get the MP3s. I don't know how you can do, you know, figure out how to do that. Um, and, um, and listen to some of these and just get yourself an education. It's important because we've all been tricked into using this money thing, and for the near future, we're just going to have to use it. We're just going to use it 
we have to figure out a way. Um, you know, if I had a bunch of money in the bank right now, I would seriously take take the, take this money out of there seriously and just get paper dollars. You're not getting a lot of interest anyway. Or at least be on guard to maybe want to do that before things get crazy. And then if you had $50,000 in paper dollars, no matter what they did, you would have be able to usable money for a very, very, very long time, or 10000 right? And you could figure out a way how to stay out of the, the digital game. Because there'll be a time where they'll probably will try to outlaw paper dollars. I don't think it's anytime soon. I think the dollar will be around for a long time. But might be, I would feel more comfortable if I had a whole bunch of dollars, you know, to have them in in my underwear drawer and just use it when you need them. There's going to be more and more pe- people that will try to convince you that uh, cash is no good, and there's actually some companies that do that now. But So we're in a brave new world when it comes to money. Um, it's just to be be good to be aware of it. Uh, listen to our shows with Fred Dachewski, Tom Luongo, um, uh, Martin Armstrong, that we do. We have all these shows in our archives, on our video shows. Oh, by the way, if you're listening on video right now, please subscribe to our channel and then click the little bell there and you'll be notified when um, when we put up new shows. You can also click underneath the the, uh, the video to go to our store, One Radio Network, and if you see some things there you might want to buy. And that's why we, um, that's how we, that's how we support ourselves. So we're indefinitely in some new territory, and one of the reasons why we very often, as much as we can, recommend that you get some gold and silver coins in your portfolio. If you have stocks, if you have some bonds, some treasury bonds, things like that, um, fine. You know, I really think it's a good idea to have 20 to 30% of whatever your assets are in gold and silver coins. These things are going to hold their value. They just will. They have forever. Forever. They just do. And uh, there's no reason to believe that they're not going to. Get yourself some gold and silver coins. You can call Fred. 800-878-2646. 800-878-2646. You can buy some collectible coins. They're all graded uh, by NGC, third party. <clears throat> you can get some really expensive ones, a couple thousand dollars. You can get some that are less expensive. You can get some, what they call coin silver. These are dimes, quarters, halves, silver dollars, pure silver. You can buy some of these things from Fred and put those away in a safe place and you'll be glad that you have these uh, someday, maybe two years or three years from now. Who knows? I put a thing on on social media. Check this out. In 1920, 1933, a one-ounce U.S. gold coin, one ounce, 
of gold was $20.67 in 1933. Less than 100 years ago from then, 2020, what, 90 90 years later, it cost $1,700 for that same gold coin. From $20 to $1,770. Wow. So that's how much the dollar has lost in value in 90 years. What is that percentage? I don't know you can do it. Pretty trippy, huh? From $20 to $1,700. Just call it 2000 The same one ounce gold coin. That's what it's worth. That's what it cost you when you wanted to buy it. But it'd be fun if we'd all been around in 1933 and we all bought a, you know, 50 of those at $20 each, what we'd have today, whoo. But that just shows you what um, fiat currency does over time. So, I'll leave you that one, 800-878-2646. Oh, this is one, oh, oh yeah, let's do this question. This is a good one. I'm glad somebody did this from Paul. Thanks for doing this. I, I, I understood some of this, but not as, as, as what you've been saying this morning. It's interesting information. Is it true that when we borrow money, Paul asks, that the banks create the money? Yes, absolutely true. Thanks. This is an important aspect of this fiat currency. So, this is how it works. When you or I go to Wells Fargo or... J.P. Morgan Chase or whoever, and we want to borrow money for a home. Maybe it's four percent now. What is it? Four or five percent? We sign a note. I owe you three hundred thousand dollars. I'll pay you back so much a month for thirty years. Right? It's a mortgage. The bank. The bank creates thirty thousand dollars on a computer gives it to you and me, and we pay them back maybe $600,000. And they create the money on a computer. I, I think 90% of it, 10% of it, they got to do a deal with the Fed. It's called modern money mechanics. They do this with credit cards. They do this with um, student loans. They do this with car notes. Any debt the banks create the money. So this is why Jamie Dimon can pay himself $100 million a year salary or whatever. Remember, banks make money for a living by making money for a living. They make the dollars. It's the screwiest, most um, unconstitutional, unjust, control freak system in the world but it happens all over the world. This is how it works. And we, we the chumps who don't understand how it works, we work day in, day out, day after day, using credit, 
paying taxes, and it's all just kabuki theater. Which is why we do these kinds of shows, to help you understand. You know, not to, not to we don't want you to feel bad. Don't feel like you've been duped. We have been, but we all have been. You know, it's the only game in town. You grow up and you just get dollars and you work for dollars and that's what it is. So we've all been tricked into it. Um, there's going to be some real creative things that are going to have to happen in the next few years so you and I can have our life on our own terms. And I don't know what it's going to be. I'm sure that digital currency will be involved like Bitcoin. I'm sure gold and silver will be involved. There are states like Texas that are putting together their own uh, digital gold back, digital currency, and we'll be able to use those. So there's going to be a lot of options. So don't feel badly like you're going to have to get sucked into this central bank digital currency. Oh, there may be 200 million people or more that are going to do it, but that doesn't mean you or I have to do it. No. doesn't mean you or I have to do it. We're going to have options. There's always a way. There's always a way we're going to have options. So just stay tuned, stay away, stay, uh, stay here, uh, stay awake. Try to just keep up to date on what's, what's going on. Listen to our shows and, and we're going to be here to help you uh, maneuver the, the landmines that are going to be out there. So I hope this was helpful. Uh, you know, only just an hour, but give you a broad picture um, of, of how this stuff works. Again, this is all just in my opinion of what I've learned. I think it's pretty close to accurate. I may have some of the things off pace. I don't know. But, you know, let's not get all crazy on the on the minutia. Oh, I finally did the did the the interest. So I did thirty five trillion, which is what we have, about at three percent interest, and that's one trillion. One trillion in interest on the debt. Every year, it has to come out of our taxes. One trillion dollars to pay to mostly, well, half of it, not half of it, five trillion of it to the bankers. Okay, so I love you all. Thank you. Thanks for your ongoing support. Subscribe to our channel and video and hit the bell so we'll notify you. I'm going to leave you with a slide with uh, Fred if you like to get some gold and silver. Hedge your bets on this deal. And I will see you on Thursday. Patrick Timpone show with Hannah Walliser. Hannah's going to be back. People liked her a lot. So did I. Walliser. Walliser. I think I'm saying that right. And she'll be here on, on Wednesday, with, on Friday with me. And we'll, we'll party down and talk about some fun stuff. Okay. I love you guys. Thank you. May the blessings be. See you Friday morning with Patrick and Hannah. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com.